We're back. Uh, this is the Larry Kudlow Show. Uh, Liz Peak hosting today for Larry, who is on vacation. Uh, welcome to all of you, and welcome now to John Kilduff, founding partner of Again Capital and founder of the Kilduff Group. Uh, we are going to talk, John, about energy, about natural gas in particular, uh, where prices are soaring. And I want to get John's take, obviously, on just the general uh, projection of energy prices. We heard yesterday from the Fed uh, that the rate of inflation is cooling a little bit. That's very encouraging. But we all know that energy is the big uh, element here and unpredictable and a wild card in terms of where we go next. So, John, welcome so much to the show. And thank you. Thank you for taking the time to join uh, Larry Kudlow's show today. Um, so let me just throw this into your lap. As I say, it looked yesterday, the PCE number came in a little bit cooler than expected, which was good news. Uh, energy in particular has been uh, favorable over the last many weeks. Gasoline prices coming down, inflation cooling a little bit. Where do you see us going generally on oil prices over the next several months and maybe more importantly, uh, as we shift to looking at the winter heating, heating season, what are your thoughts about the natural gas market? Well, great to be uh, on with you, Liz. Thank you so much. Um, I guess to put it, the best way to put this is that uh, consumers here in the U.S. have been incredibly lucky uh, over the past several months. Uh, a big scare uh, was thrown into the energy market, the crude oil market, uh, natural gas market to a lesser degree, uh, due to the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Uh, there were tremendous fears in the market. <clears throat> Some of the big investment banks, in, in fact, you know, trumpeted this, that there would be significant uh, amounts of Russian crude oil lost to the global market. So far, that hasn't happened. Uh, the Russians have stepped up sales in a big way with big discounts to China and India in particular, and supplies from uh, Saudi Arabia and Iraq in particular – were pushed away as a result and gone to other markets. So the whole thing is, is balancing out to a degree. But I can't emphasize enough just how incredibly vulnerable we are uh, to, to several factors. Uh, first of all, that Russian oil at some point could indeed still come off the market. Uh, also, too, um, we are in the height of the hurricane season where U.S. Uh, oil impact uh, could be ter terrific and, and great. Uh, also, too, uh, we're going to lose the steady stream of uh, strategic petroleum reserve mm -hmm. barrels uh, at likely in October because uh, we're just just about tapping out that uh, that situation. So those are the things that'll uh, help push prices uh, back up. Uh, also, too, you heard noises from Saudi Arabia and others within the OPEC uh, cartel that uh, they are looking at this oil price softness that we've currently been experiencing. Uh, and looking to uh, potentially cut production. So once again, the Saudis, you know, being our, our, our good friends, helping <laughs> us out here. So, Even though Joe Biden went over to visit them and, and uh, you know, had a, a wonderful fist bump. Let, let me go to the SPR drawdown, that million barrels a day, which I guess hasn't has been a little um, more erratic than that. But anyway, as you say, it certainly has helped the supply and demand balance. Uh, it, it, do you expect that Biden will re-up for another uh, few months or that he can continue to do that? What do you think is the impact of further drawdowns in the Strategic Petroleum Reserve? Well, they've been very much needed. Uh, you know, we get a weekly inventory report from the uh, energy 
administration, uh, and the, the, the SPR has covered a multitude of sins, if you will. We would have had huge crude oil drawdowns uh, out of the commercial inventories if it wasn't for the SPR. Uh, look, it, it, it's, it's again, I just talked about us being vulnerable uh, to supply shocks and also to pressure from, from OPEC if they were to, to cut output. Uh, you know, we're, we're ripping through our savings here, if you will. And so it's getting to a point where at the lowest levels in the SPR since the mid-1980s, uh, and it's getting a little uncomfortable for, for folks like me who've been watching this over the years to see that drawdown. Uh, so, and again, it's going to probably have to go away by necessity, the, the, the tapping of it. And uh, that is going to be a, a chunk, a, a, a price rise that uh, we're all going to be staring down again. It's probably good at this point. Uh, you know, if they were to end it, uh, I would expect at least a three to five dollar rise in the price of a barrel Whoa. of oil, if not more. I, I don't know that people are expecting that. I'm not sure that consumers are expecting that. And and I don't know. It, you know, as you say, it, it's supposed to uh, end probably in October, right before the election. I can't imagine that the Joe Biden White House is going to agree to that. That would be like uh, just adding flame, you know, fuel to the fire of concerns over inflation, gasoline being the number one product that everybody looks at. Um, I guess the question will be, you know, the SPR, the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, was meant to be an emergency backup resource. It is being used in a different context today, is being used as something helpful politically, uh, but also just sort of helpful in moderating prices. I guess the question is, I think you're right. I mean, the, the, it's the lowest it's been in 35 years or something, right? Um, the question is, how low is too low? I mean, uh, you know, could Biden get away with another month or two of a million dollar, a million barrels a day? Or does that really put us into dangerous territory? I believe he could, but again, the the, the discomfort uh, that's going to be there for us uh, if there was to be a real supply shock, yeah, um, and again, a loss of Russian barrels, it's going to be uh, not good, not good. You you will see this market reprice uh, and, and incorporate that new newfound risk again rapidly. And it's like you said, it's a bad time of year because what you're seeing now, we've seen prices rebound somewhat. Because it's the run-up to the to the big season now, the winter season. Uh, the fears of uh, an angst get priced in now, uh, worrying that buy now, beat the rush is what I like to say uh, ahead of the winter. Because right. we, if, if supplies appear to be short at all, uh, these again the prices will will skyrocket as we're seeing. So so let's talk about that because we're talking about the winter. Heating season, and that really means natural gas for over half of America's households. Natural gas prices are more, I think they're more than double right now, uh, or at least about double what they were a year ago. Has that impact fully been felt by consumers, or is that something we're going to be looking down the barrel of again going into the winter heating months? No, it hasn't been felt by consumers uh, just yet, uh, partly because natural gas is obviously supplied to you through your, your local utility, and those are, are tariffed rates, and uh, there's going to be big eye-popping rate hikes coming uh, our, to consumers uh, down the road here as the utilities you know, make their filings. So there's a delayed reaction, not unlike what you're hearing about in Europe, uh, where they reprice on an annual basis and the, the numbers are just staggering in the U.K. And, and other European countries in terms of w- where the price cap is going for consumers. So um, and I'll tell you this, it's, a, it's an odd sort of thing that you have to think about. But to the extent natural gas gets increasingly expensive like it is, especially in Europe, 
people do what we call fuel switching. So rather than burning natural gas, if they're able to, they're going to burn diesel fuel or other heating fuels. Yeah. So that sort of fun, that's how this thing finds its way back into raising crude oil prices and other energy prices as natural gas skyrockets. So I have a little bone to pick with President Biden um, promising our allies that we were going to double our LNG exports. Uh, it turns out, according to the New York Times, that he had not conferred with industry leaders, uh, the people actually had to make that happen. Uh, And there isn't really any capacity to double our LNG exports. And by the way, what was the plan for helping out American consumers in that scenario? Uh, You know, can you shed some light here on what was he thinking? Well, I, you know, and sometimes when you're caught in a bad trade, we call it hopeful analysis. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I, and I think that's what the president was sort of engaging in here, because there is absolutely no way we can double our capacity anytime soon. Uh, if you ever so- see a picture of an, of an LNG ship, you can get some appreciation for just the scale uh, of these operations. Uh, I've been to a, a couple of these facilities, and uh, I liken them to uh, th- they're as big as Madison Square Garden. In terms of where the natural gas uh, flows into, gets processed, and gets shipped back out. Keep in mind, you're taking natural gas, super, super cooling it uh, to into a liquid form and putting it on a ship, sending it someplace else to a receiving facility where it's got to get reheated. I mean, it's just an unbelievable process, and uh, this is a long time lag. So there's there's really nothing that can be done. And to the extent that um, we are going to step up our LNG exports, you know, we need to get on the wall here with more pipeline capacity. Thank you. Yes. We're starting to, it is reaching the point where it is starting to push prices up just on its own here domestically for our our natural gas prices. Well, that, I think that is something that consumers are not aware of. Um, I went back and reminded myself that Andrew Cuomo, governor of New York, uh, canceled a very important pipeline to New England, I think back in 2014, the result of which was this past winter that New England, talk about fuel switching, we're going back to oil and coal because there is no ability to, to increase the capacity of natural gas. And what's so stupid about this is natural gas is a relatively clean fuel. This is why America's emissions have been going down is the switch from coal to natural gas. So I, I really uh, I, I find this very foolish and I, I don't see any turnaround in the works. I'm not sure that I think consumers are have been told that we can do this switching away from fossil fuels with no cost involved. It's not true. But I have to say, this winter's uh, natural gas bills may may make people think twice about not only building pipelines, but also fracking. I mean, New York is still a non-fracking state. And I wonder at some point whether a politician running for office in New York might use that as an issue because, you know, there's a lot of money flowing into Pennsylvania and Ohio and other states from natural gas development, but moreover, we need the natural gas development. And New York is a non-fracking state with tremendous resources, particularly in the southern tier where it's a very uh, impoverished area. Um, so it's, it's, it's a very sad development. Uh, I, I like to, you know, recently here in the lower New York area, we built a new bridge it's called the Tappan Zee Bridge. And I like to point out to people that we didn't shut down the old one until we finished building the new <laughs> one. Very good analogy. Very good analogy. And we're running out of time, John. I, I, I want to just again say thank you so much for joining us. And uh, this has been super helpful. Thank you very much. My pleasure, Liz. Good to be with you. Enjoy and your And to you. Thanks. Stay tuned. We're coming back in just a few minutes. And we'll be talking to Leora Levy 
uh, running for office in Connecticut. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen.